Highline Nation, what is going on? Coming back at you another episode of the Highline. Trent Davis and Raleigh Embry. We got the Dover Review. We got Ross Chastain doing Ross Chastain things. Uh, Bowman's back. My back. And Legacy Motor Club made a big announcement yesterday about switching manufacturers. They have joined the dark side. So we'll talk about that and more. Yes, we will. Uh, we got some other good things to talk about. We got our Attaboy segment of the week, uh, which is always a fan favorite. We got our You Can't Do That segment of the week as well, uh, which is always a fan favorite. And additionally, we're also going to be talking about that Dirty Mo Tournament Challenge. Uh, we're going to be making our our uh, March Madness style picks uh, for the NASCAR uh, Cup Series uh, for the next few weeks. Also going to be talking about Kansas this weekend and giving you our picks. I finally won one. Let's try this again. <laughs> take two. Take two. Let's get it. on monday again because of rain <laughs> filmed on monday filmed on monday it's filmed again on wednesday filmed again on wednesday <laughs> not Today. because of rain not because of rain because uh fucking uh technology hates my guts what is going on everybody uh episode 56 of the highline trip davis and we're back at you with part two ironic two martin truex jr yeah 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 he won the race on monday and he was number 50 mondays for martin baby is he Monday? Let's see. Monday, Martin, Johnny Morris, Bass Pro Shops. Uh, That's it. Yeah, about, about it. But uh, yeah, we're doing, we're trying this again for the second time this week. Well, uh, at least we all know what each other's going to say. Oh, yeah. we. I know who you picking yeah. for, for Kansas. Yeah. A few, few things added on the past 24 hours that uh it's almost good that we're doing this again yeah add so. a little more depth to the episode but uh riley how was your uh race weekend at kansas not kansas fucking dover <laughs> dover um <laughs> I'm, well i'm looking ahead to the future yeah it wasn't too bad i worked all week got a couple fights won a couple fights uh then uh sunday i took the first four hours of the day off because i wanted to watch the race and uh, they didn't race, so I sat at home for no reason for four hours, and then Damn went shit. back to work. So, uh, but then got to watch race on Monday. I enjoyed the race quite a bit because uh, I, I was off Monday and Tuesday. Got to go into work today, so uh, I'm gonna get this shot. Gonna go into work and hopefully not get shot. So I'm about to say, what <laughs> shot are we talking about here? Um, but yeah, it was it was pretty. Go take a shot real quick. Hey, let's do take it. The, take the edge off. Let's do it. Edge, edge. You edge? No. I'm talking about I Superstar. <laughs> this, no, that's, that's CM Punk. On this day. Yeah, that's it. On this he day, I edge. Oh, that's right. No, no he doesn't. He, he double fists it. Oh, yeah. 
<sighs> Anyways, <sighs> how was your weekend? Uh, same old, same old. I uh, took my wife to a concert on Thursday night. Surprised her with a best friend from New York. Um, oh man, this is just so repetitive. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's I've gonna, heard this story before. It, it's going to take a minute to get used to. But uh, now I surprised my wife with a uh, uh, Kenny Chesney concert up here in Greenville. Uh, brought her best friend down. Had a good old time. Uh, got hammered off tequila and uh, other alcohol. Uh, was supposed to work Friday morning, huh? Bud Light. Uh, new. No. Might don't suck dick. Uh, anymore. <laughs> anymore. <laughs> um, now we had a good time. I was, it was, a, it was a wild Thursday night into Friday morning. Um, but Friday spent all day recovering. Me, my wife, and her best friend. Uh, it just kind of felt like we were going through the motions. Uh, and then Saturday, I went back to work. Work Saturday and Sunday and kind of got fucked over both days, but uh, you'll have that on them big jobs. And uh, I guess the good thing about the race not being on Sunday is I got to watch all the race without any interruptions on Monday because I Monday was my one day off. And uh, enjoyed the race, watched the race with you at your house and uh, went to the gym and had my wife's birthday dinner with the rest of her family. So uh, then we came back here and tried to shoot the podcast the first time. Uh, didn't work out. And then I went back to work yesterday evening and uh, wasn't too bad. Wasn't too bad. I uh, had a pretty good night. But uh, yeah, it was a pretty entertaining weekend for personally and uh, race-wise because I thought it was a pretty pretty damn good race. Uh, <laughs> what? It's not what you said on Monday. Yes, I did. <laughs> okay. I thought it was a good race. But uh, it was okay. It was a Dover race. It was a, it was a Dover race. Dover races are pretty damn good. They're, they're, they're nothing spectacular about a Dover race, hardly ever. But uh, right, it so, wasn't terrible either. All right. So uh, that brings us to our first point here. Bowman's back. No. <laughs> uh, no, attaboy. Uh, yep. But now, nah, uh, so go ahead and, and explain your reasoning for not thinking this was the best race of the year because it was, it's up there for me. Um, I'm, it's up there with Richmond. I just enjoyed Richmond more. I think Richmond just had a little bit more, uh, f- not uh, not necessarily a flow to it, but just it kept me entertained and intrigued more. You know, Dover's a, a track, and so is Richmond. But I just felt like Dover was. Yeah, they're both tracks. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like I make more sense when I've been drinking. Yeah, where's the alcohol? Uh, but now I just feel like Dover is. It's a bigger Bristol, and you know, I, I'm a I'm a Bristol's my favorite track. So it just over just feels like it's just it it's not trying to be Bristol. You know, it's almost just like Bristol, but it's just not quite like Bristol. So, you know, the the racing can kind of get bland. You kinda get um I mean, it's always hard to I mean Dover's probably one of the hardest tracks on the circuit to to constantly be consistent at. Not saying it's a difficult track to race on, but you know, the drivers sometimes, you know, it's just hard to really, really hard to pass later in the run um unless you are saving your tires right and um you're doing the things you got to do your car staying adjusted uh it can kind of get stretched out and um just kind of a little little boring um and richmond has that capability too i just felt like i enjoyed richmond more there was just more going on in the richmond race you had more you had more people contending for the win at richmond i felt like 
um, than you did at, at Dover uh, on Monday. You had Truex, you had Byron, and you had Ross, really. It was like the only three that really could really contended for the for the lead and for the win. Um, I know you had Blaney late on that late race free start, but he was never a, a, a winning car. He just kind of got the pit strategy, um, quote unquote, right. And uh, he bought got Truex there. But I don't know. I just enjoyed Richmond a little bit more. Uh, but I still enjoyed Dover. I mean, don't get me wrong, but just uh, just it had a little bit of some uh, some boring spots, especially in the uh, stage two where I don't really think much happened. You know, stage one, you kind of had the you know, the cop caution and then you had the the uh, Noah Gregson wreck and the Noah, uh, Daniel Suarez wreck. The Ross wreck. Yeah, the Ross and, Ross and uh, Brandon Poole and Kyle Larson wreck, which we'll get into <laughs> that later. Um, and then stage two, you just, there wasn't a whole lot. And then stage three got, you know, entertaining with the tires. And the tire uh, strategy was very interesting too, just who would burn their tires up quicker, who would, Save their tires. That was interesting. It's just kind of it's just hard, really hard to pass it, Dover. And uh, you know, I respect that about a track. It shouldn't be easy to pass anywhere, but I feel like uh, sometimes at Dover, it's almost impossible to pass once everybody is uh, on the same tire strategy and everybody's saving their tires. Or not everybody, but a lot of people are like just kind of saving their tires the same way. It just kind of can get stretched out and um, kind of single file for for a little bit there. But I still enjoy the race, man. It's a solid. B minus B. Yeah, I think it was an A. Um, it was a, like I said, I think if it wasn't the best race of the year, it's number two. And uh, I, I'm disappointed that they don't race there twice a year anymore because I would love to see that race again. Uh, that race would be a great race to see in the playoffs instead of maybe the Roval. Um, but uh, it was a good race. Um, you know, started off, like you said, stage one. A bunch of wrecks. They didn't have any. Well, they had practice, but they didn't get to qualify. So the uh, field was kind of jumbled up. We had some guys starting up front that probably didn't need to be. We had some guys starting at the back that probably didn't need to be. And uh, stage one was pretty entertaining seeing some of those guys work their way from the back and watching some of the guys that started up near the front maybe fall back a little bit. Uh, <clears throat> then, like you said, stage two wasn't really all that um, intriguing as far as like competitive passing and all that stuff goes, but uh, stage two is where you first kind of saw the uh, major issues that people are going to be having with tires uh, because they started having a little bit more long runs. I think stage two is um, when Harvick ended up getting lapped. Uh, Chase was almost getting lapped. Uh, Brad had that pit road incident, so he was towards the back of the field. He almost got lapped. Um there's a lot of a lot of good cars that were were falling off towards the end there, having issues that that um, you know could have changed the day completely for a lot of guys. Um, and and I think that made second stage intriguing, even though it wasn't maybe the most competitive on track uh, for the for the most part. And then stage three, of course, um, was was still a long run until uh, you know got got a late race wreck there with like 15 to go. Ended up restarting with like seven to go, and. Uh, there is a, a great finish. Um, ended up having Martin Truex win his first race in almost two years. Uh, first race since what Richmond and the the fall of twenty twenty one twenty one. Yep. And then uh, you know Blaney was running second there. Um, probably could have won that race if he wanted to move or be a little bit more um, 
asshole-ish to the aggressive to the be, 19 be yeah. aggressive if he wanted to fence him he could have he almost i mean he he all but had him cleared off a of one maybe it was three i don't remember or off a of two or, or four excuse me <laughs> jesus was it was it turn six yeah it might have been turn turn seven <laughs> what turn four is pocono um but uh he almost had him cleared and he could have forced the issue and, and maybe doored him a little bit and put him in the fence and he'd have, he'd have taken off from there but he didn't race him clean uh martin ended up getting him back and, and running off and hiding uh ross was on four tires got past blaney but uh, didn't seem like the the four tires were just good enough. I think if the the race would have been maybe fifteen laps uh, shootout at the end, Ross might have got there. Uh, but being that it was only seven laps, uh, Ross just didn't have enough time to get back to him. Uh, Martin ended up winning the race, so good for him. Uh, neither of us are Martin Truex fans uh, by any stretch of the uh, imagination, but mm-hmm. uh, he's a good race car driver. He deserved to win the race, so um, I'm not I'm not really mad that he won. Uh, especially since, you know, it's a good story. His brother won on Saturday, got his first Xfinity win, um, pretty much their home track. So, uh, it's a good story there, but, uh, pull up the rundown for you. Yeah, that was a, uh, pretty damn cool story with, uh, both true Rexes winning. Uh, I, I wish I would have tried to look this up before the episode, but, uh, I know it was, the, I think it was the 13th time, uh, brothers have won, uh, both races or two races in a race weekend. I'm sure Kurt and Kyle Bush have been the, the main other two, but uh, yeah, it was cool to the see. The Waltrips. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Can Daryl. He won some Bush races, didn't he? Didn't Michael win some Bush races? Uh, he ain't won a whole lot. I'll tell you that. But now it's cool f- to see Ryan win. And, um, you know, Toyota's dominated the weekend. So, you know, never, never like to see that. But, uh, you know, it was uh, it's cool to see, man. It's uh, brother, brotherly love in Dover. Uh, it's always cool to see something like that because you don't really see that hardly anymore, ever. You know, because especially since um, you know NASCAR cut back on the uh, the the Cup guys racing in the lower series, so you really don't have Kyle Busch and Kurt Busch when Kurt gets the opportunity to win, and Kurt's now retired pretty much. So uh, you don't get really see that from brothers trying to trying to sweep the weekend too much anymore so it's cool to see yep all right so our rundown on saturday of course like we said martin shrex won the race saturday i mean monday um <laughs> yeah what they do in the car tour on wednesday night at hickory let's give him right let's give that uh, rundown so truex chastain blaney byron and hamlin are your top five then you had bell reddick keselowski busher and josh berry shouts out to him uh you got a top 10 uh then you got chase elliott bubba wallace ty gibbs Corey LaJoy and Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Good finish for LaJoy and Gibbs right there. Uh, Then you had Eric Jones, Ryan Priest, A.J. Allmendinger, Kevin Harvick, Harrison Burton, Kyle Larson, or correction, Kyle Busch, uh, Michael McDowell, Justin Haley, Eric Almarola, and Todd Gillen. That's your top 25. Uh, Then you got Austin Sendrick, Austin Dillon, who ran worse than 27th all day. uh, Probably lucked into that position. Uh, Then you got J.J. Yaley, B.J. McLeod, Chase Briscoe, uh, Joey Logano, Kyle Larson, Brennan Poole, Noah Gragson, uh, Daniel Suarez, and Ty Dillon. Um, Brennan Poole and, and Kyle Larson finished towards the back there um, for no fault of their own. So uh, just get into that. Um, nice segue there. Yeah, Ross, uh, Ross was impatient with Brennan Poole, who was getting lapped. I think uh, 
think the one was probably third or fourth, uh, running third or fourth at the time. Mm-hmm. And, and Larson was one of those guys that was trying to make his way through the field, probably had the best car. Um, yeah, he's flying. He was one of the, the guys that started at the back and lap 80, 80 something. He was already in the something. top five. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So, uh, like I said, Ross just got impatient with Brennan pool and, and moving him and, uh, Spun him out, and Kyle Larson had nowhere to go and got collected up in that wreck, and Brendan Poole was out of the race. Kyle Larson made minimum speed, went to the garage, fixed a little bit more, and had, came back out. But like 60 laps down or something. Yeah, so he, his day was done. Uh, what do you think about the uh, the move by Ross there to, to wreck Brennan? Um, it's just Ross now. I mean, I think when we try, tried to shoot this first time, uh, I said the same thing then. I was like, this is – this is who he is. You know, you, uh, it's hard to change somebody, um, to that extent. Um, you know, Ross will say the right things when he gets out of the car almost every time. He'll admit that he's wrong. He'll admit that, uh, you know, he needs to work on his, you know, being more patient or just, you know, not doing that type of stuff. Um, but he keeps on doing it. Uh, Larry Mack, I think on race hub on Monday said, uh, something that was very profound. He's like, when, when, uh, when your kids do something wrong um, the first time, you know, and say, sorry, I'll do better. You take it. Second time. All right. You take it. At at some point, at some point when they say, I'm sorry for doing something wrong, I don't want to hear it. This, this, you quit doing it. it. Yeah. You're going to quit doing it or else you really just, you don't care. You don't care about um, what you're doing now. Like I said, I don't think Ross meant to wreck Brennan Poole, but uh, he knew what he was doing when he got that close to the 15 car. And uh, I've seen the telemetry because uh, I tried to give Ross the benefit of the doubt at first. Uh, I thought, you know, 15, he's got three car on his outside. He's got the one and the five car coming. Guns are blazing. I know he's fighting for that three for a position on the track, which says a lot about Austin Dillon. Uh, he was terrible on Monday, but uh, I know he I know he wrecked his primary car in practice, but uh, still he shouldn't be racing fucking Brendan Poole for position eighty laps into the race. Um, but I try to give him the benefit of the doubt. Um, maybe the fifteen checked up, maybe something happened or whatever. But uh, now his car was still increasing speed as the one was hitting him. As far as the Fox broadcast goes, I saw his his uh, mile per hours go up as. Until the one made contact with him, so um, it was Ross's fault, hundred percent, and uh, he took blame for it, like he always does. But uh, you know, I've said the state of NASCAR these days, not a lot of people are going to go and get out and fight you, and uh, I feel like it's the only way something like this is going to stop. And I really, you know, I go back and forth with Ross. I, I don't, I don't hate Ross. Um, I like, I like Ross. I like his personality. I like what he brings to the sport. He, uh, gives us a lot of things to talk about a lot of the times when, uh, other times there really wouldn't be a whole lot to talk about. So I do appreciate him on that, but, uh, I've never been a fan of tearing up equipment, especially, you know, back markers. You know, I don't like Rick Ware racing at all. I think they should, uh, they've had slow cars for years and, you know, I just feel like I haven't seen the improvement that I would want to see from that team to try to get better and faster. I thought like they're just kind of holding up a few spots in the field, which could go to Dale Jr. or other guys and teams that uh, would be more uh, competitive. Having said that, they still have the same um, right to the racetrack as uh, everybody else. So you can't just go out there and dump uh, 
a car like that. Um, like I said, I really don't, I, I don't want Ross to change exactly, completely who he is because, like I said, he brings a lot of eyeballs and attention to the sport, which we need in NASCAR right now badly because there's hardly anybody left anymore. You know, Kyle Busch is getting up there in age. You know, he still, he still has some personality. He still, you know, gets some eyeballs, but uh, you know, he's getting up there in age. Harvick. He's retiring at the end of this year. We're going to lose him. Denny Hamlin, he's getting, he's in his 40s. You know, Truex really don't say much. You know, I love Chase Elliott, but he really don't say much. Uh, Larson, he's he's getting there, but he, he still is kind of, you know, careful and calculated about what he says. So uh, we really don't have too many people left in the sport that uh, will get, uh, we'll get some buzz going around the sport. So, but it was Ross's fault. You know, I feel like it's just going to take somebody to whoop his ass or or just completely. I don't even think dumping him would fix it because he, he understands half the stuff he does. So I feel like, hey, well, had it coming. You know, shit happens. Um, I think it's just kind of Ross being Ross. It's like you can't help somebody unless they want to help themselves. And um, Ross is leading the points. He made the championship four last year doing the same shit he's been doing. And uh, nobody stopped him and until somebody stops him physically. I mean, I really don't know why he would change. Um, doesn't mean I necessarily agree with it, but um, that that's that's who Ross is. Yeah, I don't disagree. Um, as far as Ross goes, um, it's it's a lot easier to pull somebody back than it is to try to give them that edge. Um, I know Dale Jr. talks uh, or used to talk about that a lot with Noah because uh, Noah had similar issues in the Xfinity series and that, uh, you know, he'd much rather have a driver that drives a little bit too hard sometimes than a guy that can't get everything out of the car. It's a lot easier to pull a guy back than it is to, you know, give him an edge that they just don't have. So um, Ross definitely uh, has an edge and it's worked for him. Like you said, he's leading the points, made the championship for last year. Um, He's winning races. Hadn't won one this year yet, but he's going to. I mean, he's up near the front every every week. I mean, that's why he's leading the points. Um, you know, he uh, it. There's no reason for him to change. You know, it's there's no penalty. Um, which you know, I don't know if there should be. You know, we talk about it sometimes with um, short track racing. They'll send you to the back if you wreck somebody. Um, I wouldn't be totally against that. However, you know. That kind of is an artificial way of, of policing this. Um, I think this should be something that's handled between the drivers, you know, but, uh, you know, Ross, uh, Ross doesn't get any penalty for, for driving in over his head sometimes. And, uh, like, like we both have said, it, it's working for him. So, um, you know, it just sucks for Brennan Poole. You know, he wouldn't do anything wrong. He's just racing. Um, you don't expect a guy to just drive in there and dump you, especially, um, it's not like he had been racing trying to get by him for five laps and Brendan Poole was just blocking him. He was just trying to get into the corner and make a pass on Austin Dillon. He's he's racing. That's what he gets paid to do. Um, so it's unfortunate for him. It was his first cup race in like two, three years or something like that. Um, and, you know, get taken out in 80 laps because you're in somebody's way uh, that's too impatient to, to drive around you. Uh, it's just unfortunate. And then uh, Kyle Larson probably had a chance to win the race today with the car he had and or Monday and uh, get taken out. It's unfortunate for them, but uh, like Kyle Larson said at the end of the race, he's not going to whoop anybody's butt. So um, 
It ain't going to stop from Kyle it's, Larson. Yeah, Kyle Larson's <laughs> not going to stop it. Um, you know, he... Uh, until Ross does this to, like, Kevin Harvick or Joey Logano or, you know, somebody that will... Maybe Kyle Busch. They'll, uh, they'll have something to say about it. But uh, you never see... You never see anybody come up and talk to Ross man-to-man, face-to-face. It's always in the media. It's always... Um, it's always the Fox News, New, well, not Fox well, News, but Fox, Fox reporters. Um, well, Daniel, remember him and Daniel got into it at Coda. Well, yeah, but they're teammates, so you would yeah. expect them to talk to each other, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember, and it, and it could have I happened. think I think Denny talked to him like like the second time last year. about I think it was at Gateway they talked. It could oh. be, but, you know. It's, but, yeah, other than that, I really haven't seen you know, nobody it, talk it, to it, Ross. They so just bitch about it on but it's, uh, interviews. Yeah, nobody's going to do anything to Ross, and Ross is going to continue driving the way he's going to drive. And to be honest, I don't think, I don't think he'll ever change. Um, somebody goes up and fights him; he's probably going to drive the same way the next week. Somebody wrecks him; probably going to drive the same way next week. He's been doing this his whole career. Uh, this is what got him here. Um, there's no reason for him to change because it's clearly working for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I don't necessarily want Ross to change. Um, I don't root for him to wreck people, but it does make it interesting. You know, um, you need, you need villains, you know, you need villains in the, in the sport. Um, he's not a bad guy. Yeah, just yeah, like, like Joey, like a, he's a likable villain too. Yeah, the problem like, is his personality is not like and brash that's, or anything. And that's why, that's why I don't understand, you know, why people don't like Joey. Cause Joey's very similar. Um, I, I would say he's not as bad as Ross on the track yet. He's way more hated, um, which his personality is very likable. He's one of the best guys in the booth uh, for the Xfinity races. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's a he's a good person. Uh, it seems like um, he just doesn't give a fuck about you when you're on the racetrack, and uh, people hate him for it. But uh, he he and Ross are those guys that make the sport interesting. And without those guys, if if everybody was William Byron and Kyle Larson, um, it would be very boring. Yeah, I think why a lot of people don't like Joe Logano is he was kind of the the first guy back in the mid 2010s to start this, you know, the way we race now, the aggressive blocks, the do what do you win at all costs, you know, the Mark Martin bump at Pocono when he was in the 20 car, like you know, Mark, I think to this day says one of the most pissed off he's ever been after a race. Because um, you know how Mark drove, he drove super clean, and a lot of the guys in the sport before Joey, they they raced a certain way. You know, other than Dale Senior and you know Darrell Waltrip a few times, Rusty Wallace, you most of the guys didn't drive like Joey, and Joey was kind of one of the first ones to be like, "Hey, this is for the win. Hey, I'm doing what I got to do." And I think that's why a lot of people don't like Joe Logano, which, you know, that's that's the um, culture now in NASCAR. And I feel like Joey was one of the first ones to bring it up. So I think that's why people don't like Joe Logano. That's fair. But um, Ross, is this, they race pretty similar. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Ross is one of them. But I think the only way the only way Ross changes is if Justin Marks talks to him. But I think Justin Marks likes what he sees. He wants his driver. Why wouldn't he? He wants to, Ross to, to be like this. They're about to have Bush Light on that car next year. They're uh, 
They're making money. They're winning races. They're a fairly new team. Mm-hmm. There's no reason to change if no. it's successful. It's working. Why, why stop it yeah. when it's working? And uh, who's over the Ty Norris? Mm-hmm. Used to be over DI. He's a really smart guy uh, as far as like PR goes and how to run a race tra- race team. He did it with DEI, did it with Michael Walter Brayson when they were at their heyday before uh, a lot of Thanks, stuff. Thanks, Boyer. Yeah. So uh, they got a mention? good. They got yeah. They got a good. They got a good lineup and team over there at Trackhouse. So they're not going anywhere anytime soon. So unless unless Justin Mark says you got to stop, I don't think Ross is going to stop. And I don't blame him. We'll just have to, you know, cross our fingers when he gets near Chase Elliott and. And Ryan Blaney and and Brad Keselowski and Chris Busher just yeah. hope it hope it all goes all right. Mm-hmm. I do it every time. <laughs> I say a quick prayer every time I see that one car. Yeah, one car, might, my guy. That one car might wreck the six one time and break his back like Alex Bowman. Ah, did. damn, my back. Denny Hamlin. It's broken. It's broken. So Alex Bowman gets hurt last week. Spinal. Spinal. Spin. You can play that video again. Nah, I- <laughs> You, you you know the first time some of these things were like it's just a little more funnier, <laughs> but uh, now nah, Alex Bowman got hurt in a, a sprint car accident uh, early last week. Uh, racing, I forgot his name, but uh, car goes flipping. The other car actually looked worse. The other driver he flipped more viciously, but uh, Bowman uh, walks away from the car. Everybody, everything seems okay, and then. You know, later that night we get the update that uh, Bowman's going to be out for about a month with a fractured vertebra. So, um, and this raises the the questions again about uh, drivers and what they do on their off time. So, um, this is the second Hendrick driver this year to be hurt um, doing uh, non non NASCAR related activities, uh, and that brings back the question of. Should these guys be allowed to do stuff like this, and what how this affects Bowman and NASCAR? Yeah, um, I'll be consistent on this. Yes, they should be allowed to do whatever they want to. They're grown men; they can make their decisions. However, uh, they should not be exempt from repercussions of their actions. Um, I said it with Chase Elliott, and I'll say it with Alex Bowman. Um, neither of these guys deserve to make the playoffs with a race win. Um, they. They haven't raced all the races. Uh, they shouldn't be eligible for that win in your end scenario. Now, if Alex Bowman only misses a race or two, if he comes back and he's you know twentieth in points and he wins two three races and gets into the top sixteen in points, then yeah, he should make the playoffs. Uh, but if he finishes twenty fifth in points and he has a race win, there's no reason why he should make the playoffs over. I don't know Daniel Suarez that may not get a win or. Uh, you know, uh, Chris Busher or somebody like that that has been to every race and he's been consistent and he's been in the top 16 all year and then he gets bumped out at the end of the year because some guy that, you know, missed a month of racing happens to win the, the uh, August Daytona race. That's stupid. Now, if Michael McDowell wins the August Daytona race and, and works his way into the, the top 16 because of that, that's different. I still don't agree with the top 16, you know, the win in your end scenario, but... You're saying uh, if Michael McDowell is not top 16 yeah. in points, but he wins Daytona, yeah. he gets... Some, yeah, yeah, of course, because that's the rules, but I, I disagree with it even in that scenario. Uh, the win in your end thing's bad for the playoffs, I think. That's why you get guys like Austin Dillon in the playoffs that don't deserve to be there. Um, you know, uh, this year is going to be Ricky Stenhouse Jr. because he's not going to be in the top 16 in points at the end of the year. He's still doing uh, pretty damn good. Well, that's because half the top 16 have had penalties. Uh, but 
you know, um, or been out. Yeah. Or been out. Um, but you know, it's, uh, it's, it's just, it's bad for the sport. It, it, um, it takes the legitimate legitimacy away from your championship when guys don't compete for every, you know, every game or every race, um, and, and get to make it to the championship when, when all the other guys have, have been there every week and, and done it and they don't get that same opportunity. I can't think of another sport to compare it to because there's really no, um, there's no other way to, to, there's no other sport that has like an individual championship that, that uh, has a playoff series. I think I can use one to golf, uh, the, the FedEx cup. Yeah, but you don't win a tournament. You're not automatically qualified for the championship if you win. Yeah, I know. That's my point. You, you, if, if you win the, on if, points. If you, if you win the fucking John Deere Classic, you know, and then you miss like two months, do you have a chance to win the, to win the FedEx Cup? It depends at the end on of how year? many points you have. There's no way. If you win four tournaments, you can see golf's a decent example. But if in golf, if you win a couple tournaments, you get a ton of points for that. So you can make it to the playoffs based on those points. Well, but you don't win. You don't, you don't win one tournament and take the rest of the year off and make it to the playoffs. It's all based on points. It's not based on that win. Um, but you know, you don't, you should have to compete, uh, in every race to make the playoffs bar none, unless you're in the top 16. If I'm fourth in points at the end of the year, I hadn't won a race all year, but I'm fourth in points. I'm locked in. There's no mathematical way for me not to race. And I want to take Daytona off. Fuck it. Take it off. I'm already in the top 16 in points. That makes more sense. Than that makes more sense than giving somebody a waiver, waiver for missing a race. Yeah. Um, if you're already locked into the playoffs, why do they have to race? But somebody that, you know, hasn't raced all year, gets in because he gets a waiver. doesn't make any sense to me. I don't believe that uh, the win in your end scenario should exist anyway, but definitely if you're going to do it, you have to compete for every race. You have to. Can't, I can't really argue with you. Uh, and when, when Chase got hurt, I, I said to, to, that... Uh, you can't control these guys. You can't let these guys just stare at a wall um, all week. And <laughs> you done fucked it. I done fucked it. Uh, you can't let the, you can't just let these guys or make these guys stare at a wall all week covered in bubble wrap and, and then go out there and try to race on the weekend because they're just not going to be themselves. You know uh, this this newer generation they love to race. They love to do extracurricular activities. You know you didn't really have that much with the uh, older. I mean, yeah, you did. I mean, yeah, everybody, everybody has their hobbies and stuff back in the day, but it seemed like back in the day, you just, uh, there wasn't many injuries or more risks that more these drivers would take back in the 80s, 90s and stuff. Because NASCAR in itself was dangerous, more dangerous back then. So maybe that's what it was. You know, you get your, your edge off uh, just racing the, the cup cars because they were so, I had so much a handful and so fast and so dangerous that that's all they needed. But today with NASCAR limiting, limiting these guys uh, racing in the lower series, like the trucks and the Xfinity only get five a year. Not saying that's wrong. Cause I, I do kind of agree with, with that. I think you want to see 
you know, your stars shine on Sunday. Don't let them kind of take the spotlight from other guys on Saturday and Friday. Uh, that's how you, that's how you build more racing fans. Cause you know, when, uh, when, when your guys retire, you're going, if you want to stay invested in NASCAR, I think you need another guy after that guy retires. And, um, if you just have all these cup guys racing in the lower series and winning all these races like Kyle Busch and Kevin Harvick and Brad Keselowski and Joe Lugato did back in the day, it's kind of hard to, to build a new fan, uh, find new, new, new drivers. Um, if all, if they're just winning all these races in the lower series. So I, I do, I, I do appreciate NASCAR doing that. Having said that though, these, uh, these drivers are looking for stuff to do. You know, some people like to golf, some people like to snowboard. Some some a lot of people like to like the dirt race. You know, other people like to I don't know whatever play basketball, whatever you want to whatever you want to call it. And uh, you know, I don't like this analogy. You can get hurt, you know, walking down the street because you know it, it's true, but it's you know very unlikely. But uh, but still, you uh, let these guys you know live their lives. Um, no matter what you do now. Uh, being an athlete and having sponsors and and team and team uh, team owners that are counting on you to be at the racetrack every week and when you're not because you're something off has nothing to do with your job you know affects you on your uh your job then you you can take some criticism doesn't mean that you shouldn't be allowed to do it yeah. but i still think I, I agree with you i i think Bowman, unless he makes the top 16, top 20 in points, he shouldn't be in the playoffs, even with just one win. Uh, I said this on Monday when we said, I said, the, the only caveat I have is you want your stars in the playoffs. So um, I feel like NASCAR, that's why they did this type of rule in case one of their stars got hurt. Uh, I know it's exactly why they did this rule for the Chase Elliott thing. Because if, if uh, you have every race, you got to compete in every race, and uh, Chase Elliott breaks his leg snowboarding after the second race of the year. And Chase Elliott, no matter what he does, he will not be able to make the playoffs. You're gonna have a lot of angry Chase Elliott fans. You're gonna have a lot of angry Hendrick fans. So I understand NASCAR's why they why they did this. Doesn't make it right, but um, you know you're always gonna have people arguing with you no matter what you say, what you do. People are gonna always have something to disagree on no matter what it is. So um, I'm not mad at Bowman for race. He was racing. I mean, Chase was just snowboarding, you know, um, Alex Bowman was actually, Al- Alex Bowman was actually racing. So, and just kind of got caught up in a, in a wreck, you know, shit happens, but uh, it, you know, I still think these guys should be able to do what they want to do. Don't restrict them. Cause I think you won't get, uh, the best of themselves on race day. If you don't, man, I agree. Um, the last thing I have to say on that is, you know, it's, um, NASCAR definitely put this stipulation in for people like chase Elliott that have a lot of fans that may get hurt. Um, Kyle Busch is an example, won a championship after getting hurt. Granted it was in a NASCAR race, but, um, won a championship after missing like the first half of the season. So, um, I think it was 12 races. Yeah, I mean, it was uh, almost half the regular season he he missed. And uh, he, he won the championship. And to me, that's an illegitimate championship. Um, you know, he there's no way that a guy that didn't compete in a, 
a third of your races um, is the champion. Uh, it just doesn't make any sense. Um, and it's going to be the same way with Chase Elliott. He'll probably make the final four this year. He may, he mean, he makes final four every year. Uh, so um, he'll, he'll be up there competing for the championship and um, he has a good, has a good opportunity to win it as anybody else. And if he wins it, um, it's not legitimate. And I think NASCAR, um, it would be who of them to, uh, even if he makes the top 16 in points, he won't. If he does, uh, if he does, if he gets in on points, then with wins and stuff, yeah, then that's a legitimate championship that, but it, it, that's even more impressive. Uh, but if he finishes 25th in points with two wins and wins the championship, that's not legitimate to me. It would be better for him to point his way in. It'd be a much better story for NASCAR if he pointed his way in and then won the championship because that would show, wow, I was I was out this long mm-hmm. and I still did enough to make the playoffs and then won. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be a better story for NASCAR. They'd be able to sell that a lot better than I finished 25th in points. I got one. I lucked into a win at Daytona and then I won the final race at Phoenix. And Here we are. I'm mm-hmm. the champion. Uh, when you know somebody like Kyle Busch or somebody might have six or seven wins and finish second at Phoenix and not win the championship, um, but that's a problem with the championship format to begin with. But uh, but I will say, other than the Kyle Busch thing, and he was probably the one of the when he came back, he was probably the best driver. In oh, the for sport. sure, he was. Um, I, I get what you're saying. I agree with you. You know, but for the most part, we haven't had that situation yet. And I feel like until we have, we almost had it with Newman in 14, didn't win a race. It was like eighth to 12th all year, made the final four and by won the damn championship. If that would have happened that day at Homestead, Miami in 2014, we might not have this playoff format still, but you know, Harvick did. He was probably the second best driver, third best driver in 14. And you know, the, it's just every year it has worked. Luckily for NASCAR, it has worked out to where, the champion has almost always been pretty deserving, you know, since this playoff format or the elimination format came into place. Harvick was the first one in 14. Like that, he was a top three driver all year. So can't really get mad at him for that. Kyle Busch, yes, he missed. That's probably the most controversial one. Yes, he missed 12 races, but when he came back, he won like five races, got the top 30 in points, and then, you know, did what he had to do in the, in the playoffs and, you know, won the championship at Homestead. Not the most deserving, but he was Jimmy. Jimmy wasn't the best driver. He had all year. sixteen. Jimmy, he he got hot during the playoffs, but he still had like four or five wins. Um, I think he was like top ten a lot. Who should have won that? Was that Brad? Shouldn't have Brad won that championship? You could have you, you argued Brad. You could have argued um, Truex. That's, that was his. That was Truex's coming out party. That was his first year with Toyota. Not first year Furniture Fern- Row, but his first year with Fern- uh, Toyota in Furniture Row. Yeah. Um, Joey was very strong that year. Kyle was very strong that year. Carl was very strong that year. You know, Jimmy's probably fifth, sixth, most deserving. You know, that's not terrible. You know, you don't have that sometimes. 17, Truex, he dominated the year, should have won it. 18, Joey, he was probably the fourth best driver all year because that was the big three era. Mm-hmm. You know, so he had a really good playoff, though. Had a good playoffs. Um, 19, you had Kyle again. He probably the two, three top guys, you know, that year, very consistent. 20 was Chase. He was the best player. He was the best driver in the playoffs. Uh, probably he wasn't because that was the Denny and Denny and and Harvick and Harvick. They both had like 10 wins. Yeah. Like I think Harvick had 10 or nine and 
Hamlin had like eight or something. So wasn't wasn't the most deserving, but uh, he was probably the fourth best guy, third, fourth best guy, best guy in the playoffs. Then 2021, Larson easily should have won it, and he did. And then last year, Joey, he was top five guy all year. Yep. And uh and won it. So until until we have either one year or multiple years where Ricky Sandhouse when they wins the Daytona five hundred and then he, you know, runs fifteenth all year and he makes he keeps on just finding ways to make the rounds in the playoffs and he goes out and wins the fans. top three guys record Phoenix. Yeah, and he finishes tenth. Yeah. Then we're gonna have a then NASCAR has to look themselves in the mirror and be like, Okay, is this really the best way? to crown our champion. And yeah. that's the only way this playoff format changes. That's the only way stuff like this will matter to these drivers where they have to second guess what they do. Well, you, the, this last thing I'll say on this point, uh, as far as the playoffs go, um, Kevin Harvick said it a couple of years ago. I think it was in 2020 when he won all those races and didn't win the championship. They don't, a lot of these drivers don't care about the championship. They're here to win races and, you know, it'd be nice to win the championship, but, um, I think Harvick was saying pretty much, you know, and this is not not a quote or anything, but but what I read out of that was, I'd rather win ten races and lose the championship than win one race and win the championship. So, um, I think that's almost what he said. Yeah. So back in Martinsville, um, it's uh, it's strange that the championship is not the most important thing to, to you know, it's not really the end goal, um, it, which it is the end goal, it but is. it's not. This doesn't feel. It's, it's not. Yeah. It's not the most important thing. The most important thing is to win races. And, uh, you know, I, I'm in that boat, too. If I was a NASCAR driver, I want to win the Daytona 500. That's probably goal number one. The Southern 500, the Bristol Night Race, you know, those big races. Coke 600. Coke 600. Um, and then, you know, I want to win as many races as possible throughout the year. And then, you know, if, if I win the championship, great. But if not, and I won 35 out of the 36 races, mm-hmm. that's a successful year. Uh, I fucked the championship at that point. Mm-hmm. I, I had the greatest season of all time. Mm-hmm. I, they just didn't give me the trophy at the end of the year, yeah. which even though I would have deserved it. But yeah, championship should not be a cherry on top. Yeah. It should be the, the main course, not, yeah. not, the, not yeah. the filler. Yep. But uh, something that we did not talk about on Monday when we first tried to uh, film this episode um, Legacy Motor Club joins the dark side. They do. They will join the dark side in 2024. I'm very surprised by this. Um, I'm not. Uh, just the way. Uh, so if you don't know, Legacy Motor Club, Eric Jones and Noah Gregson racing Chevys now. They've a Chevy back team. They will now join tw- uh, t- 2311. They will join Toyota. Uh, racing development, whatever you want to call it. Just to be there'll be a Toyota team uh starting twenty twenty four next year. You know, it is it's surprising. The only reason why it's surprising is Jimmy Johnson. He's been a Chevy guy his whole life, other than Honda. He didn't he race Honda in the IndyCar series. Mm-hmm. He's been Chevy guy his whole life. And for him to be his first year in operations, you know, with more Gallagher, uh for them to pretty much switch like this, like um it's kind of it's kind of surprising, but if you look at Legacy Motor Club, they have since they joined Chevy back in 2018, they just seem like they're always behind the rest of the Chevy teams. I don't know if that's people, I don't know if that's equipment, I don't know if they're just the other Chevy teams don't want to have anything to do with them for some reason. But Legacy Motor Club has always been behind when it was Richard Petty Motorsports and stuff, and even last year with um um. Petty GMS 
when it was called. So they were pretty good last they year. They were okay. That was their best year in a long time. You know, Eric Jones won the. Well, that's won because the they, race. they haven't had a race car driver in that car. I mean, they had Eric Almarola forever, and you know he was young, and you know he's still not. I mean, nobody really considers him to be one of the greats. And then after that, they had Bubba, which it's Bubba Wallace. He had Marcus Ambrose in the nine car for a little <gasps> bit. He won, a, he won some races. But I mean, he's a road course guy. But yeah. I know they haven't had the best guys in the in the in their Brian, Brian Scott. Yeah, that was <laughs> he's terrible. <laughs> Sam Hornish. <gasps> he took over after uh um Marcus Ambrose said, fuck this shit. Yeah. So, I mean, they haven't had the greatest driver lineup. I'm not saying that, but they just always seem like to be behind the other Chevy team. So, and you know, I had all, a, lot, a lot of this controversy earlier on in the year firing their, their, their PR guy or something like that, like two races in, um, you know, the, the announcement last year with Jimmy Johnson kind of just felt like all out of left field. And even Jimmy kind of felt like he didn't know a whole lot, and you know, about everything. So, it just kind of felt weird, and that I figured a move, not, maybe not a move like this was coming, but something was gonna was coming for this team. And you know, I, I you know, I, I appreciate Toyota and what they've done for the sport, I guess. But you know, I hate Toyota. Got to so, have somebody to root against. Yeah, so, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. You know, they, they got another, got another Darth Vader, I guess. So, uh, you know, I hate it. You know, I like Eric Jones. I even like Noah Gregson. You know, and they were. Both in Chevys, and I could root for him, especially Eric Jones. You know, Eric Jones uh, was he'll still be till till the end of the year. He was in my top five, but uh, kind of like Tyler Reddick last year, he will no longer be in my top five when he was that Toyota emblem is on that car. Uh, if I'm Eric Jones, I'm doing my damnedest to get in that four car next year, but um, that's beside the point. Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, I was very surprised by this, and and it's because of the Jimmy Johnson thing. Um, it kind of felt feels like you know he's i mean he won seven championships driving a chevrolet he's been in a chevy for 20 years other than his two years in indycar um you know he uh he seems like he's a bow tie through and through guy uh kind of like dale earnhardt jr will be um i never would expect dale earnhardt jr to race in anything but a chevrolet i'll never expect jeff gordon to race in anything but a chevrolet um i'll never you know uh, it's just Jack Roush, yeah, not Jack Roush, Ford, and that's why I was thinking, like, uh, when they were talking about Dodge coming in, there's absolutely no way that Jack Roush is going to sign off uh, on RFK going to Dodge. Um, but uh, yeah, it's 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 strange that they're going to Toyota. I understand why they're doing it. I think it's a good move for them um, because they're going to get more support uh, support from Toyota because there's only two Toyota teams. I think there's six cars, um, so. Uh, this definitely should help their performance. I think they'll get support from Joe Gibbs. They're probably not going to um, be a factory team. You know, they'll probably start get parts from stuff from them uh, that uh, the, the stuff that they can make anyway. Um, so I think it'll be good for them. Uh, they'll get more sim time. They'll get all that stuff because there's just not as many Toyotas. So uh, it's going to help them uh, performance wise. I think they'll get better quicker uh, as long as they get to keep you know, uh, Eric Jones, as long as he stays in the car, uh, I think it's a good move for them, but, uh, it's unfortunate because like I said, I, I kind of root for Eric Jones, uh, similar to you. So now it's going to be more difficult for me to root for him if he stays in that car. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know, I don't know where it goes for them as, as far as sponsorship goes, it's probably going to help them a little bit, you know, get their, uh, 
um, Toyota sponsors on that car. Um, cause there's, like I said, just everything, there's not as many Toyotas, so it'll help them. And, uh, another guy to root against, I guess. Yeah. I had this thought. So Toyota has always been a smaller, the manufacturer that's always had the smallest amount of cars and teams. And you back in, you know, 2008 to when they switched to Toyota to 2020, when they really just had Joe Gibbs racing. Now they had furniture OS one car. Okay. They did have two with, uh, Eric Jones for a year in 17. Um, but for the most part, Toyota consistently, as far as all their cars go, were the fastest manufacturer for a long time. You know, Chevy, you know, Chevy is probably faster than them from like 2008, but Toyota was right there with them from like 2008 to 2014. And then 15 was kind of when that transition hit when Toyota was really kind of took over that mantle. Joe Gibb Racing Series. Yeah. Uh, 15 to 20. 2020 for about six years they were they were they were the fastest manufacturer you know they get 2311 with bub and then they get another car last year with kurt bush now tyler reddick now they're about to get another two car team next year with um with this legacy motor club deal you know i want and we haven't seen joe gibbs and toyota be as fast as they have the past couple of years do you think it's because they keep on adding more teams and because I've, they just I've, there's more people that they got to put more car like what do you think? I think it's because Joe Gibbs has a lot of smart people, and once they handicap those people and that they can't build their own race cars anymore, they don't have the advantage. Um, I think they just hit on something uh, with the old car, uh, that Gen 6 car, and I think they figured it out better than everybody else, and that's why they were fast. And I, now that they're in the, the next-gen car, um, they don't have as much control over what makes the cars go fast. Uh, so everybody's more equal and they just can't, they can't show that they're, they're engineering prowess. They can't show their manufacturing prowess. Uh, their, their racing intelligence, uh, doesn't shine through as much, uh, because they can't work on the cars like they used to. I don't think it has anything to do with adding cars or anything like that because, you know, they still had Levine Family Race in Furniture Row. They had all these. They had, they had cars. Um, and you know Joe Gibbs. Yeah, one uh, car. Joe Gibbs <laughs> was. Look, Toyota does a lot across every motorsport, um, except for like Formula One and IndyCar. They're in every other motorsport. Uh, so, I, I, they're not stretched too thin. I don't think. I think it's just because they can't really work on their cars. Okay, I was just that was a thought. Um, no, I, uh, I mean, it's probably good for Lacey Motor Club. I think, uh, I think Toyota will support them, I think, better than, uh, than Chevy did just from results. And I could be completely wrong on that. They could have supported them just as good as Trackhouse when they started. And, um, no, what's another Chevy team that kind of not, not Hendrick or RCR, but colleague, they could be, you know, colleagues even outrun them for the most part. And, so I don't know. I could be wrong, but I just feel like uh, Chevy's just never really embraced uh, this team like they have their other teams. But that's just going off full opinion. There's no factual evidence to that. But uh, I think it's a it's a good it's a good move for for Legacy. I just hate that it's that it's happening. You know, more people to fight against with the dark side. So you know, I, 
my my Eric Jones hat that I bought that I still have not got yet. <laughs> um, I get to wear it for like half a year, and then uh, probably never wear it again unless he uh, goes somewhere else. Like you said, goes to that four car maybe, and then I can maybe buy another hat, but it'd be a different number, so I'd still have to get rid of that forty three hat. But uh, anyways, so that was uh, that was that was news up here on the Highline Nation. It was, it was. Well, time for the fun part. Hit that button, bye. Attaboy. Attaboy. I forgot who I picked. <laughs> oh, I, I remember yeah. who I picked. Am I going first? Well, yeah, you picked my guy. Ah, guy yes. Yes. Attaboy, Ross Chastain. Uh, <laughs> nah. uh, my attaboy from Dover this past weekend is going to Ryan Truex. Uh, we kind of talked about it briefly earlier on in the show, but uh, this boy got it done on Saturday. Um, he had the fastest car by far. You know, he drove a, a Joe Gibbs car, Xfinity car, so you know it's stupid fast. You know, Joe Gibbs has their usually has the best cars in the field every week in the Xfinity race, but uh, he did what he never has done before, and he closed out a race, dominated the race. Um, didn't have a late race caution to to mess his chances up because I think it really would have because he's so I know he's thirty one years old, but he's never really been in that situation trying to hold off you know people on a late race restart. So he got lucky with that, but man, he put on a hell of a show. Um, had the fast car, and he he proved it, got it done. Uh, shut some of his naysayers up and his haters up that says uh, he's, you know, just a, a way less talented version of his brother. So, um, attaboy, Ryan Truex. Uh, good good weekend for the Truex family. And, uh, you know, I think he gets like one or maybe one or two more races in that 19 car. Um, I think, I don't think one race is going to give him a chance to run full-time next year. If he goes out I think he has one or two more races left. I could be wrong. But if he goes out in his next time, if he gets another another opportunity and does this again, then I think he'll he'll definitely open some doors um to be in the Xfinity uh, series next year with I think, somebody. I think he deserves a full time ride. Um I think he's good enough. He's a lot better than fucking Jesse Wuji or any of those other folks. We ain't raced all year. I know. Good. But um, <laughs> there's a lot of guys that he's more talented than. Uh just doesn't bring the sponsorship. But um you know, it's not easy to win in an Xfinity race. Uh, it's not easy to win at Dover, and he did both. So, um, yeah, I agree. Uh, that's who I was going to pick, but I, I do remember who I did pick now. Uh, so, attaboy, Ryan Blaney. Um, uh, I gave it to Ryan Blaney uh, because he hadn't been great all year. You know, he's he's been decent, but, you know, he hasn't been championship level, and I picked him to win the championship. So, uh, I'd like to see him start running a little bit better. Um, Dover really not his best racetrack, um, in, you know, the, the cup series. Uh, but you know, he has his teammates. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, they, uh, that whole team sucked. Um, that whole team, the- Joey wrecked the two ran 57th all day. Um, so, uh, the fact that Ryan Blaney started up near the front and ran the third all day and had a chance to win the race and, and, you know, didn't rough up Martin Truex jr. Even though he hasn't won a race in a while. And, um, 
he could have definitely done that, and he didn't. Let me so. ask you, who are the guys that does what Ryan Blaney does in the field? What other guys would do what he did? Not wreck the 19? Or put him in the wall or something. I don't think Chris does. Um, Which one? Busher. Um, I don't think the 20 does. I don't know if Eric Jones would do that. I don't think 20 would because that's his teammate. Yeah. Um, but if it was somebody else, I think that 20 would do maybe. that. Maybe. Um, Chase doesn't do that. Mm, ask Joey Logano at Bristol. Um, <laughs> Fuck that guy. Uh, there's not a lot. Um, and it depends. I don't think Ross does. <laughs> yeah. No, Ross would have just turned right and wrecked his ass. Um, he wouldn't have, but oh, no, nah, it's, shit. uh, there's not a lot of guys in the field that would have raced him that cleanly. I'm not saying that if somebody did, I would have blamed them. Um, I don't think Byron does. Did you I, say Byron? Eh, maybe, you know, he, he put, he's Joe, not really a dirty driver. Yeah, he put Joey in the fence at Darlington last year. Uh, he, he, but, oh my, uh, you gave him a kiss, <laughs> but gay, <laughs> um, <laughs> Nah, but uh, you know, you know, if if Brad was up there, I would have wanted Brad to race him a little harder than that. Uh, Brad and Truex have really never really. Yeah, I don't but, think they have. I'm, they could have. I'm just saying that if that's my driver, if that's Brad, and I, I want him to rough him. I want him to rough him up and win the race. Yeah. I don't want to give a shit if you're. You know, I don't care. I want you to win the race. But uh, hindsight being twenty twenty, I'm I'm kind of glad Blaney didn't because then Truex would have got out of the car bitching and moaning. So, um, yeah. but uh, yeah. So attaboy, Ryan Blaney, uh, getting a, a good good finish in a good car because usually when he has a good car, something goes wrong. You know, pit road penalty or something like that gets involved in a wreck and he finishes twentieth. Uh, so no problems for him this week uh, and uh, got a good finish and you know hopefully this is the start of a. a you know, good summer run for him to to get him some playoff points to, you know, give him a win. Get him in he needs the a uh, win, boy. Yeah, he does, but he needs to win the championship so I can be right again. But uh, <laughs> you can he, you can win the championship as long as I got two points over you <laughs> or a point above you by the end, years in. I don't give yeah, a shit. Well, for me, the championship is uh, more important than winning the race. <laughs> you can't do that. Yeah, for real. Oh shit! Hit the button. This week's segment of You Can't Do That. You can't do that. Who can't do that this week? Ty Dillon, Cody Ware, Daniel Suarez, Carson Josevar, Denny Hamlin, Noah Gregson, Jesse Uji, Trent Davison. You can't do that. You can't do that. All right. You can't do that. Who can't do that? Who can't do that? I'm going first? No, I'm going first. Okay. Who can't do that there, Riley? I'm going to give it to... Oh, what is that motherfucker's name? Huh? Yeah, that guy. That guy. This is a NASCAR podcast. It is a NASCAR podcast. What is that fucker's Just name? Just nostalgia for all of your all oldies in here. Old-time fans. We ain't said that in a long time. Been a minute. Brennan Poole. You can't do that. <laughs> uh, so... Uh, oh yeah, yeah. So he uh, he got <laughs> so he got dumped, as we said, in, by uh, Ross Chastain. Dumped or dumped on? Uh, both. Um, that hair like he got. But kid yeah, got he, uh, he I I said it earlier. I don't like when people go to the media to talk shit. Um, now, granted, 
you can talk shit in the media if you also do it to somebody's face. Like uh, Ricky Stenhouse a couple years ago. I think it was at Kentucky uh, with uh, Kyle Busch. Chicago. Was it Chicago? I knew it was one of the tracks they don't race at anymore, but they got into it at Daytona and then Rest they went, Chicago land. went to Chicago land and Ricky Stenhouse stuck his head in the window and started talking some mad shit to Kyle Busch and then talked some mad shit over uh, after after yeah. over the media. So if you do it like that, that's fine. If, if you're talking shit to somebody and somebody comes up to you with a microphone and says, hey, what do you say? Go ahead and say it. But don't just get out of the car, run straight to the media and say, somebody needs to kick his butt. <laughs> right? You can't even say ass. Jesus Christ. Uh, Kick his uh, ass. Uh, ass, uh, ass, uh, ass, uh, ass, 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 uh, ass. But, um, yeah, that, that shit pisses me off. Brennan Poole, um, that's the guy that needs to go fight Ross Chastain because um, he, he doesn't much. He's, he doesn't get the opportunity that often. You know, he just took, took away an opportunity for him to show that he deserves to be in that car full-time because Rick Ware doesn't have a full-time driver in that car right now. Um uh, and they're making up for it because Cody Ware's yeah. absence. So, you know, he can go show that, you know, if he runs 28th in that car, that he deserves to be in that car more. And, you know, Kyle, Ar- I mean, uh, Ross Chastain takes that opportunity away from him uh, to, to be able to showcase his talent. And he hadn't been in a Cup Series race in two years, you know. Uh, so he's got an opportunity to prove himself to, to, to earn more racing and um, gets dumped for no reason and gets out of the car and, and just says somebody needs to kick his butt over over the media um now you said this the other day when we were talking about this that you know he's not going to wait around three hours to talk to ross after the race but um you know it's go up who was it a couple years ago went up on a pit box and started cussing out the crew chief i can't remember who it was but somebody did that shit um Mm. but uh you know you can there's ways to get your point across uh, other than just saying somebody needs to kick his butt you know to the media because um yeah, it's. It, it, I have a saying: don't talk about it, be about it. And uh, he's talking about it. He ain't about it. Um, so you know, I don't expect anybody to kick Ross Ch- Chastain's butt. <laughs> I think you did uh, that on Monday. <laughs> did I? <laughs> I probably did. I can't speak English, but yeah, it's, it's it's it infuriates me when people do that shit in the media. So, uh, Brennan Poole, you can't you ain't do that. that life. You ain't about that life, cuz. You ain't about that life. No, I, I kind of get what you're saying. I wish, but I think it's just a lot of, a lot of the culture these days. I think uh, just a lot of these guys are just not fighters. They weren't, uh, you know, back in the day you had, you know, Dale Sr. and Daryl Waltrip and all these guys, you know, blue collar boys, you know, fixed their own race cars, had to, had to, had to really work hard for, you know, to get out and track and race. And then, you know, their daddies taught them how to fight <laughs> back in the day. And, you know, you, you took out their cars. They're going to fucking, they're going to talk to you about it, not to the media after the race. But I think that's just, a lot of these guys are not, are non-confrontational these days. So you'll get that. But, uh, now my, you can't do that is actually, I'm changing it. Monday. I said it was Ross for doing what he did, but we done talked about Ross enough, uh, about this incident today. So I'm changing it. To uh, SHR, Storehouse Racing. Um, Harvick, he was fast. You know, I picked him and he top 10 car. I think he did have a better car for the most part all day than Chase Elliott, but uh, his, his tires decided to give up to end of stage two. 
was really was literally running fifth with like 10 to go and he got lapped <laughs> before the end of the stage like he fell off a fucking cliff went from fifth to like 19th or something or not he's like 15th or something and uh he was kind of stuck one lap down and uh, could never recover from that but other than that Chase Briscoe, I know he hit the wall early, but even before he hit the wall, he was fucking terrible. Ryan Priest, who? Never never saw him all day. Never saw him all day. Eric Amarola, only time I saw him was when he was getting lapped 75 times by the leader. Like, I don't understand. Sword Haas, they have... I don't understand what's wrong with this team. Like, Martinsville a couple weeks ago, they had all four cars were fast. First time I've seen that in a long time. Um, last week, you know, they didn't show a whole lot, but it's Talladega, Super Speedway is kind of out of your control. And then they, this week, they go back to same old SHR. They were just, they were terrible. Um, and there's no excuse. I know Penske was, Penske was bad, but RFK was top 10 all day. They were the best Ford team. Best Ford team by far. Take out Ryan Blaney. He had the best Ford car overall. But I think I think Brad was pretty damn close with Ryan on who had the better car. Just Ryan kept his track position, track position all day, and Brad did not. But SHR, they gotta do something. Like they are terrible. Some weeks they're like it's like they don't even it's like they bring out the Rick Ware car sometimes. They run twentieth to thirtieth with the other three cars. Eric Armroll about won this race in twenty eighteen. And he was a no show. I know it's different car, different all this shit. But Eric Armroll is he didn't forget how to drive Dover. If he almost won this race five years ago, four and a half years ago, he should be running 30th or maybe not 30, like 25th, several laps down by the end of the race. Like something has to change with this SHR um, team because they are, they are terrible. Ryan Priest, he was probably the second best one. He was like, I think he finished like 17th today or Monday and he really wasn't 17th all. He he really wasn't running 17th all day. He's running like 23rd or something. So, SHR, y'all fucking do better. Y'all are a top-tier organization, but y'all run like fucking... And they switched like for the Roush, Roush, man. Roush said, you know what? We're going to start being good. You guys can suck. Is that what it is? I think that's because they're literally... They're, they they're, are, they they're are, doing what Roush used to do. They are 2016 Roush right they'll now. Show up, yeah, they'll show up twice a year and be fast, and then the rest of the time they're running 15th to 20th, yeah, 25th. So, uh, SHR, you can't do that. Yeah, keep doing it. <laughs> yeah, keep doing frog kind of shit. Well, uh, usually it's welcome we get, huh? to the Dirty Mo Tournament Challenge. Dirty Mo. <laughs> Thank you, Phil, for time. Did you like that? That No, uh, I did not. That was not good. Thank you for joining us for the Dirty Mo Tournament Challenge. Presented by Action Instrumental and Black Rifle Coffee Co. And Powerade Zero. Um, yeah, uh, Michelin tires. Fuck them tires. <laughs> oh, shit. So, uh, Denny Hamlin on his podcast last week, podcast last week, um, came out with an idea about uh, a summer 10 race stretch with the drivers, you know, kind of like tournament style where you. You put the the first driver, the points leader in points, to the thirty second uh, driver in points. You go down to 31, 3, 30, down like that, um, and you kind of have a tournament style um, throughout the throughout a five race stretch or something. 
um, in the regular season during the summer to keep the fans and keep the betting lines and keep just keep uh, you know more storylines going in to each race throughout the summer because you know summer races do get kind of bland and boring. So Den- Denny Hamlin had a good idea. Dirty Mo and Dale Jr. and all them ran with it. So uh, they got a Dirty Mo uh, tournament challenge. You can go on their website, dirtymomedia.com, uh, and look for the uh, tournament challenge. You can click on it and play it. But uh, I figured it'd be fun to uh, do one for ourselves. I've already done one personally, and I have uh, I have Tyler Reddick winning it. Um, but we're going to do one together, and we'll try to come to an agreement on most of these and uh, see who we should have winning the uh, the tournament challenge. We'll do the high line. Do the high line. Shit. What the hell? There it is. Talk. You could add the Jeopardy music in over that. Uh, <laughs> I'm good. Uh, he didn't want to edit. Like Lazy ass. All right, I'll let you hold it. All right. So, first matchup. Ross Chastain or Noah Gregson? Noah this Gregson. is at Kansas this weekend, Yeah, correct? Kansas. It's all the first round matches of Kansas. So, I Ross, right? Yeah, Ross. Okay. No question. All right, round two is going to be Suarez and Briscoe. See, this one's a little bit more challenging. I think Suarez. I do, too. But, you know, and, and you never know. So, we're going to vote Suarez on that. Brad Keselowski and Eric Jones. I think Brad Keselowski's the move on that one. At Kansas. They, they, yeah, yeah. Brad probably. was quick at uh, Vegas. I haven't seen enough from the forty-three car. And then, yeah, they're they're slow, and with this new, uh, there will be upsets though. Well, yeah, there will be, but just not this one. <laughs> the, the reason why I'm saying that though is, you know, I think I think that forty-three car is probably going to be slow for the rest of the year. They're going to get zero zero support for. Uh, that ain't good for my, that ain't good for my bowl prediction. So uh, let me get uh, Bradley on that one. Eric Amarola and Kyle Busch. Kyle. I think Kyle's going to take that one. Blaney and Priest. I think it's Blaney. Blaney. Wallace and Busher. I'm going to go Busher. I'm going Wallace. I think you're wrong. Rock, paper, scissors. Fuck. Yes. Give me Christopher Busher. Joey Logano is going to beat Michael McDowell. Yeah, I, I think. <laughs> You'd hope. Martin Truex is going to beat uh, Chase Elliott. I agree. All right. Kansas is not his best. Harvick's going to beat Burton. Yeah. Stenhouse is going to beat Cendric. Yep. I'm surprised you agree with me on that. Yeah, well, Cendric sucks. He had one good race. Just yeah. happened to win the Daytona 500. Yeah. Um, Byron's going to beat LaJoy. 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 Oh. Reddick's going to beat Almondinger. Oh, yeah. Hamlin's going to beat J.J. Yaley. J.J. Mm. That's uh, Justin Haley. <laughs> I was going to say J.J. Haley, but I just decided Haley to fuck it up. from Prosper, Texas. Uh, Gillen's going to beat Lar- I mean, Larson's going to beat Gillen. Yeah. Uh, Bowman's going to beat Ty Gibbs. Or I think uh, Josh Berry beats Ty Gibbs. This I think weekend. Ty Gibbs beats him. <laughs> All, right. All right. You're wrong, but okay. <laughs> and Bell's going to beat Dylan. Yeah. I hope so. I picked him to win. All right, Chastain. Oh, whoops, gave it away. (laughs) (laughs) Whoops. You can beat that out. Chastain's going to beat Swervez. This is at Darlington. Mm -hmm. Give me Chastain. 
Keselowski's going to... No, he's not. Yes, he is. No, he's not. He's good here. So is Kyle Busch. He, doesn't he have two... Doesn't Brad Keselowski have two Southern 500s? Does Kyle Busch have one or two? I know Kyle's won at Darlington before. Dude, quit <laughs> with your fucking paper, you paper, stupid boy. Paper chases. Give me Kyle Busch. That's wrong, but all right. <laughs> Blaney's going to beat Busher. Yeah. Uh, Logano's going to beat Truex. No. Bro. Are you serious? I like Truex there. He won this race last year. Truex has won Darlington. Dude, that's tough. You can't be mad at me. For th- I'll give you Joey. We'll, get, we'll, we'll choose Joey. Joey's been better we'll all ch- year we'll except choose, for this weekend. We'll choose Joey. Joey's been inconsistent. Harvick's going to beat Stenhouse. Yeah. Reddick's going to beat Byron. Yeah. Close. That's that's the toughest yeah. matchup. Uh, well, this one's tough too. Hamlin and Larson. I think Hamlin wins. He's better here. He's got more wins. Or actually, has Larson ever won a dog? He almost won, but he was he's, cha- he's finished, he like, was chasing down Hamlin that that year we were there. He was chasing down um, Truex too. Twenty twenty one. I think Hamlin. Dude, Larson's so good. He's there, been though. inconsistent the past couple weeks. I think Hamlin. Hamlin's been real good. There's a think. lot of fucking Toyotas in this shit. Yeah. All right. And then I think Bell beats Gibbs. Yeah. All right. Chastain versus Bush. <laughs> Where is it at? Uh, Charlotte. Give me Bush. What? Do you agree? No. Give me Ross. <sighs> was Ross good there last year? I don't think he really was. He's been more consistent this year. Granite Bush didn't was was Bush fast at uh, Vegas. He's like top, he's top two. Chastain almost won Vegas, did he not? Wasn't he up there in the top I five? I picked him. He was top five all day, but he finished like twelve. Like, give me Chastain. I, I like Kyle. This <laughs> guy's gonna keep I thought it. you'd go paper because I kept on doing paper. Yeah. <laughs> I knew you were going to do that. All right. Blaney or Logano. I think Logano. Blaney's better at Charlotte than Logano is. Fuck! Get fuck! Logano. All right. Harvick and Reddick. It's Reddick. Yeah. And then Hamlin or Bell. I think Bell. Hamlin. (laughs) (laughs) So... Yes, sir. You got me in a stranglehold now. I do. All right. Chastain or Logano. I'm going to go Logano at Gateway. Yeah. He won his race. He won that race yeah. last year. And then Reddick or Bell at Gateway. I think Reddick. Reddick was not good here last year, but neither was Bell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, give me Reddick. All right, and then Sonoma, it's either Logano or Reddick. Reddick. And it's Reddick because he's a better road course racer. Yeah. So we, at the end, we come to the same conclusion. Yeah, that Reddick's going to probably win it. Thank you for your submission. Highline Pod, Dale Jr., if we win this shit, shout out our podcast, please. Yes, please. Yes, please. That was fun. That was good. Good job, Danny. Yeah. You suck, but uh, good job. Keep up with it. We'll... Tell you our results at the end of the year, or at the end of the end week, of the year next week. Um, we'll see Kansas. how many we got right and wrong and stuff. So uh, Kansas, 
Yeah, Kansas. Kansas this week. I kind of gave it away. Yeah. Um, uh, I think the race this weekend will be pretty good. Last year's race was uh, very solid. Um, you know, yeah, Toyotas and Kyle Larson pretty much dominated the race uh, with Kurt Busch winning it. Uh, I remember, I think it was um, Kyle trying to do that slide job on Kurt. Slide he, job! He fucking about spun out and was dragging the wall and... It's a hell of a hell of a race between those two guys, and uh, you know one of them obviously is not here anymore. I mean, he's still on Earth. <laughs> he's no longer with us in Damn. NASCAR. Yeah, he, he, he is he, isn't he going to be in the booth? Yeah, he is. That's my boy. He's going to cry again. Tyler Reddick wins or something. But uh, well, <laughs> well, how the turntables have t- wait what? Um, now I think it'll still be a damn good race. I think Toyota will. Will be the fastest, fastest uh, manufacturer. They'll uh, they'll show their guns. Um, uh, Toyota last year with this next gen car was usually one of the faster one faster manufacturers at mile and a half. Um, Chevy's not, was not too far behind them, and you know you had you know, Ford third third last year, and I think it kind of be the same with this race. Uh, you could surprise you know and have Harvick or Logano or Blaney you know have a, just a really really fast car and. Uh, go out there and dominate, but I just have a hard time seeing it. I think it's going to be Toyota based with a few hundred cars mixed in and maybe a Ford here and there. And, uh, I think it'll be a pretty damn good race. It'll be better than Vegas. Yeah, I don't disagree. Um, I'm hoping it's going to be warm this weekend. Uh, this car, uh, seems to like the hot slick tracks just a little bit better. Uh, I think that's why Vegas, uh, wasn't great. It's cause it was so cold. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, um, it's going to be an interesting race. Uh, yeah. Kansas was a decent race last year. Um, you know, the, I think you're right with the Toyotas are going to dominate. I think it's going to be Toyota uh, and Chevrolet up near the front. I think the Fords will struggle this weekend. Um, you know, we might have some, you know, in the middle, you know, to the back end of the top 10, but I think most of them are going to run 10, 10th to 20th. Um, I think it's going to be dominated, you know, top five. Uh, is going to be mostly Toyotas with a Chevy or two in there, uh, and then same with you know the top ten. Might yeah, have that whole, fucking Chris Bush or twenty twenty one Homestead set up in that. That thing. would be good for the first <laughs> half of the race, um, but uh, we'll see. Um, but uh, I, I'm ho- I wish this was a night race. Uh, this Kansas is. I, I like night races in general. I wish they'd race every race at night, but uh, except for like the Daytona five hundred and uh, it. Brickyard, that's about it, but they don't even race the Brickyard, so um, yeah, I mean, it's uh, mile and a half's been the strong suit of this car, so I'm excited to see uh, how this Kansas race turns out uh, like you said, Vegas wasn't the greatest race of the year, so um, I'm, I'm hoping that uh, that was just a weather thing, and that uh, once we, we get a little bit further into the summer things start heating up a bit, that uh, the races will be a little bit more interesting on these mile and a half. I'm hoping that it's not that it's uh, not that the guys have figured out how to make these cars go fast. Um, so they've kind of ruined the racing, which is, you know, could have happened because uh, we haven't seen a lot of, you know, smaller teams run up near the front this year like we did last year with uh, Legacy. Um, it was RPM or Richard Petty. G- Petty, Petty GMS, GMS, Jesus. Yeah. They've had 45 different names in the past 20 years. They so um, Petty GMS, you know, had the, the 43 ran well at these mile and a half and stuff last year. And um, I, I'm hoping that, you know, they uh, they haven't just out figured out the car uh, compared to the smaller teams. But uh, 
with that being said, um, picks for this week. I won finally. It's eight to three now. Um, I won with Chase Elliott, which uh, he didn't have a great day to begin with, but uh, you never just, fail. You just had a worse chase. day. Well, I mean, he did run eleventh, so he, he did have a great day. Uh, but um, yeah, so this weekend I'm gonna pick a guy that is actually gonna win the race, um, not one that's just gonna outrun you. Um, I picked the guy that you were gonna pick. Um, that's the perks, the perks <laughs> of winning. Uh, so give me the 45 car of Tyler Reddick. I think he'll uh, he'll be strong. Um, he's already got a race win this year, so um, go out there and, and get his first oval of the year. And um, like I said, I'm, I don't root for him, but. Uh, he is my favorite Toyota driver. So uh, go out there and, and beat whoever you pick, and I'll start this run of eight in a row myself. Probably. Yeah, I was going to pick Tyler, and, and I kind of gave it away with our uh, little Just tournament. Give it away. Dirty Mo Media tournament challenge because, you know, I keep on forgetting that that episode does not exist. <laughs> but uh, I'm picking Christopher Bell this weekend. Uh, Toyota's going to be strong. Christopher Bell's already got a win under his belt. Bristol dirt. So if it comes down to fuel strategy or pit strategy at the end of the race, he can get aggressive, kind of like Tyler Reddick can if he ain't got the best car. But I think he'll be up front all day unless something crazy happens. Um, Christopher, Christopher, uh, he'll be he'll be fast, and uh, I think I trust him more than uh, Bubba Wallace. That was going to be my next guy on my list, or maybe even Truex. You know, Truex is a hot and cold driver, uh, and when Truex wins the race, he can rattle off two or three, but uh, I like Christopher Bell here in this, in this spot. Um, just trust him more than, more than the rest of the Toyota guys right now. I, I think Denny Hamlin will be fast, but I just don't trust his pit crew. So, um, and then Ty Gibbs, he's still a rookie, you know, still, he had a great race this week at Dover, kind of his pit strategy, pit crew let, let him down at the end. But uh, yeah, give me, uh, give me Christopher Bell. Uh, I think it's my first time picking him. So, uh, still got all the Hendrick boys. Still got all the, um, I think I got all the Penske guys too. I might've picked, no, I think I picked Joey one time maybe, but, uh, I still got a lot of, a lot of heavy hitters that I'm saving to later on in the season. So, uh, so we can get this dub, uh, and get that steak dinner at the end of the year. Cause God damn it. I want one. Yeah. I did too. That shit was good last year. Yeah, I bet it was piece of shit. Yep. I'm going to work. I'll be not too far behind you here later on. Yeah, I got the. I think the Nuggets play tonight. Game three. Did you watch the uh, Lakers and Warriors game Fuck last night? No, I don't watch basketball unless it's my team in the playoffs. <sighs> yeah, I know, but it's just Curry and LeBron. I don't like them, but I don't really. I really don't like LeBron. You need to watch Barry McCockner's video about why Steph Curry is better than LeBron. Uh, it's I would, hilarious I, because he's a LeBron fan and he's just talking shit about Curry the whole time. Ah, it's like very condescending and sarcastic. I got you. It's funny as fuck. I got you. I got you. Now, I read uh, that race. That game last night was pretty damn Who won? Uh, Lakers, unfortunately. Well, you're a Lakers fan, so. No, I'm not. Fuck that team. Are you sure about that? Yes. I was okay, a, we don't play tonight. I was a Kobe fan. We play Friday. What? Damn. They played Tuesday, Monday night, and they're playing Friday night. Who plays tonight? Philly and yeah, Philly and uh, Boston. That's it. Yeah, no. that's who we're. One of those teams is who we're going to be playing in the finals. I still think the uh, the Heat are going to win it all. You're an idiot. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But guys, thank y'all for listening. If y'all made it this far in the episode, you are the real MVP. <laughs>
<laughs> no, um, I'm not the expert. I'm not the, I'm, we'll catch you next time. Um, y'all follow us on uh, all our social medias uh, at TikTok at the Highline Podcast, at Instagram at the Highline Official, at YouTube at the Highline, and send us a voice message down at the end of the uh, near the end of our episode. You can send a voice message to us. Tell us how stupid we are, how genius we are, how good looking I am, and how ugly Riley is. Uh, without being said, got uh, episode 57. We're going to review Kansas next week and talk about a whole lot of other bullshit. Be sure to join us next yeah. week. See if Ross Chastain wrecks somebody. Uh, again. Probably. Go Tigers. Go Cox. <laughs>